stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to the Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about the Zach's Rank. How can you use it to find winning stocks in this crazy stock market here in 2022? And specifically, I want to talk about the industry rank. It's a little side uh, component of the rank. And I was kind of goofing around on Zax.com when I was preparing for this podcast. And I found some interesting things that I felt were really useful about the industry rank. So I wanted to share them with you as I'm talking about the rank today on today's podcast. So you've heard me chatter about the rank many times on this podcast. And just a refresher for people who are new to the podcast, who don't really know what it is or who never paid any attention to what I was talking about with the Zacks Rank, it was created by Len Zacks. He's the founder of Zacks, and he is a PhD from MIT. He uh, taught statistical modeling on Wall Street, and he used it as a way to uncover you know, methods to beat the stock market that kind of research and um, his deep dive into that area led to the creation of the rank. So what it is, is it uses the power of earnings estimate revisions to rank stocks between number ones. Those are the ones I'm always talking about on these podcasts. Those are the strong buys uh, all the way down to number fives, strong sells. So you have one, twos, threes, fours, and fives. And they go strong buys are the ones, uh, buy is the number two, threes are holds, and the vast majority fall into the three category. And a lot of people think hold is bad, like, oh, no, it's a three hold. Not really. It's about 80% of all the stocks, and it's kind of just the catch-all uh, area. And a lot of the big caps especially will fall to number threes, especially a month or two after the earnings report. There's no new estimates coming in, so things kind of calm down with that stock, and it just goes to the number three. This is not a negative, the number threes. Um, and then number fours is the sell, and number fives are the strong sells. But the strong buys, the number ones, and the strong sells, the number fives, are somewhat rare or rarer, let's just say. So if 80% are in that threes, it's not leaving much for the other two you know, sides of the holds, the buys and the sells, right? So it takes a lot to get into that number one category. And remember, these earnings estimates are given by analysts. Zach's tracks data from more than 3,000 analysts covering over 4,200 companies. It used to be 4,200 companies like a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. And now I know the number is much bigger because we had, you know, something like 700 companies come to the public market uh, in the last couple of years or more than that when we had all those SPACs and we had, you know, just the public filings. Um, and then we had IPOs, all, all that stuff was going on and a bunch of new companies are now public. And while not all of them have analyst coverage, a lot of them do. So that's added uh, a bunch of new companies too to the list. So basically, obviously you have to have analyst coverage to have a rank. So if you ever go on Zax.com and you put in some, you know, probably smaller cap company and it, it, 
has it's in there, but it says, you know, N.A. on the rank and there's like nothing. <laughs> it's just N.A. That's because we don't have any analyst coverage on it, so it cannot get the rank. So also keep in mind, the analysts are not working for Zach's. This is also the common misperception that somehow we have like, you know, these 3000 analysts working behind the scenes to rank all of these stocks. No, these are analysts at other uh, companies at other brokerages, they are giving us the data and we're processing the data into the Zach's rank. So keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I get a lot of questions about that. Also, institutional investors typically um, like to buy the stocks that have rising earnings estimates because why wouldn't you, right? If you're running a mutual fund or some you know other big kind of fund, you're looking for an edge you want to buy companies that have rising earnings, as, as do I. So they usually look at companies with the rising earnings estimates as well. And that kind of lends itself towards the momentum that these stocks get because the bigger buyers of the mutual funds and hedge funds and whatnot are all going into these stocks. But us, the mom and pop investors of the world, we can use rising earning estimates too under the Zach's rank. So the ones with the risings are the Zach's number ones, the strong buys. Now at any given time, there's usually around 220 of those stocks, maybe 230 or so. As I said, it's somewhat rare or rarer to get the number ones uh, because that makes sense. You, you're, you're getting the best of the breed in the number ones, the ones where the analysts are all in agreement they're all raising their earnings estimates and there's something good usually going on at those companies. Also a reminder about the Zach's rank, it can change daily. It is computer generated algorithm. And during earnings season, uh, there's a lot of changes in the underlying estimates, right? The company will come, they'll beat, they'll raise for the year. The analysts then have to raise their earnings estimates on that company to match what the company just said. And suddenly that stock is going to have a change in the rank um, as all those estimates are raised or conversely lowered. And then there'll be a change in the rank there too, down to the negative. Also, the rank is at the mercy of analysts. As I was just commenting, some stocks may not have any rank because there's no analyst. And also, uh, even the ones that have a lot of analysts on them, if the analysts uh, kind of, uh, if there's a change in the economy, uh, in that industry, the analysts are sometimes slow to change with the change, basically. So, for instance, did any analysts see the Target inventory issue that is now happening um, with Target, ticker TGT is the ticker there. Did any of them see that coming? Were they lowering their estimates over the last, uh, you know, first part of the year? No, they, they weren't. It took a warning from Target on their earnings for the analysts to say, whoops, things aren't quite as good as we thought. So they all started lowering and now Target has uh, put out a second warning that they're going to mark down even more on the inventory and just basically kind of dump it out there. 
So Target is a number three hold right now. I'm actually recording this podcast on the day that Target issued another warning and and uh, filled us in on some more stuff they're doing to get rid of that inventory. So the analysts haven't even had time to respond to the second warning yet, but 11 estimates have lowered for this year off the prior warning that they gave on the earnings. That's in the last 30 days. So the full year earnings estimate for Target has dropped to $11.08 from $14.55 just a month ago. And that's also a decline of 18.3% versus last year's estimate. Well, now their actual earnings that came in at $13.56. So you can see Target's going the wrong way right now, but it is still only a number three hold. It um, may see some more cuts here on the second warning, and it may fall to the number four or the number five. We'll have to see. We'll have to watch it. But Target is a good example of what happens when there's a change in the story at a company. Analysts didn't see it coming because the company might not have seen it coming. And then suddenly they come out with this warning and the analysts you know, have to go in and cut after the fact. It's somewhat rare for the analyst to be that aware of a company ahead of time that they're able to either raise or lower. There's certain industries that get really hot, um, especially commodities-based industries where the analysts who've been around a long time know, hey, if copper's at $5, this is what this copper company is going to make this quarter. And I'm way behind on what my estimate is for that quarter and even the year. And I have to raise well ahead of when they report earnings. So they have a better clue in commodity land versus some of these other areas. Although some areas like the semiconductors, the analysts have a pretty good clue there. But um, yeah, a lot of the Zach's rank is predicated on obviously what's going on with the analysts behind the scenes. But still, the cuts on something like Target, you can see the results in the shares. The shares are down 31% in the last month, you know, declining following those cuts. And we'll see what happens following now this next warning and if there's some more cuts. But this is how the Zach's rank can pick up on momentum, both upward and downward. But of course, we want the upward momentum. We want the number ones. We don't want the, the cuts. Uh, like we just saw in Target. So we want to see where they're raising the estimates. And just another reminder, the Zach's rank is short term. It's only one to three months because the rank can change, as I was just talking about with Target. Target is a number three hold, but it could change to that four or the five, the cells, if the analysts are all cutting again. But we'll see. We'll see how much uh, they've already kind of built in on their original cuts or if they're going to have to do some more here. Uh, but it can change a lot each quarter, especially around earnings time or if there's some kind of warning outside of the earnings period, then weren't you going to get that change as well? So what if you want to buy those in the hottest industries this year, not those like retail, which are cutting their earnings outlooks? Because that's what we all want, right? I want the hottest, not these other ones. But that's why Zaxx has industry and sector ranks, because that makes it easier than just looking at the whole list of Zaxx number one ranks. And I can just go in and find the industry and see which industries have the 
best momentum and the highest rank, just looking at the Zacks industry rank. Now, I took a look at the sector rank, too, because I thought that might be kind of cool. Zacks has 17 sectors, and uh, so it's only one through 17, although a couple of them were ranked the same number right now. But that doesn't really help me that much because the sectors are so large, like it's just you know, there's only 17 of them. It, it doesn't really, didn't really do enough. It didn't, didn't, uh, pique my interest, but the industry rank, we have 252 industries. So that's really going much more to the nitty gritty. So I really recommend looking at the Zach's industry rank on Zach's.com. That's also a premium product, but, uh, because I have access to it, I'm going to share with you what it's telling us right now. And it's kind of, it is an interesting thing to see who and what areas of the economy are t up at the top, where the estimates are being revised higher. It doesn't necessarily mean earnings growth, remember, the Zacks rank. It just means the analysts are, are bullish enough to raise the earnings estimates. So just looking at Target, returning back to Target, for instance, uh, if you look under their industry rank, they are under retail discount stores, so that's their industry. It's not all retail. It's just the discount stores. There's eight companies in the industry. Six are number threes, including Target, and two are number fives, the strong sells right now. And that included Big Lots, ticker B-I-G, and Ross Stores, ticker R-O-S-T. Everyone else, again, number threes. Now, they are in the bottom 21% on the industry rank. They're at 199 out of 252. That is not good. Anything in the bottom 50% is not what you want to be looking at. You want to be looking at those in the top 50%. Um, so not surprising, given that Target is warning and those estimates are being cut, it is in the bottom 21% along with the other discount retailers. However, other retail isn't doing so bad. The retail convenience stores, uh, that was in the top 1%. And retail computer hardware, top 1%. Automotive retail and wholesale, top 8%. So what does that mean? Like, what? who's in these? I had a look, right? Um, I had a feeling on convenience stores that one of, you know, some, one of them in there would be Casey's general stores. That's ticker C-A-S-Y. And I was right. There's only two companies in that industry. One is Casey's. The other one is Travel Centers of America, ticker T-A. Travel Centers is number one rank. Casey's is the number three, but combined it's enough to get it up at the top of the Zach's industry rank. Year-to-date return the, those two, it's uh, this this industry is up 1.9 percent. S and P 500 is down 13 percent uh, as a comparison. Now, I also looked at that retail computer hardware. I had no idea what this one would be. There's only one company. It is a Zacks number two, so it is kind of surprising it's this high up. But it was PC Connect Connection. PC Connection C N X N is the ticker. Year-to-date, the return is up 6.2% for this industry, but there's only one stack in there. So that tells you what's going on with PC Connection. Now, the automotive retail, those of us who've been following uh, the auto dealerships, we know that's pretty hot. 
And this industry year to date up 3.2%. Again, the S&P 500 down 13, but it has nine stocks. So this is the first one that really has a lot in it. And two are number ones, three are number twos, which are the buys, four are number three holds, and there are no fours or fives in the automotive retail. So you can see why it's two is in the top 50% and up there towards the top. Um, couple stocks in that grouping, the number ones, America Car Mart, CRMT is the ticker. It just reported on May 23rd. And since that earnings report, shares are up 24%, year to date up 3.3%. And they were the ones who said if they had more used car inventory at a lower price point, they would be selling it all but they don't, so they can't They can't sell what they don't have. Um, AutoNation, ticker AN, is the second one, year-to-date up 4.2%, and they report again in mid-July. So I went back and looked at, because the industry rank, you can list out everything, and I clicked on that to see what industry was at the top, and it's kind of surprising. It's not the one I thought. It is metal products, fasteners, whatever that meant, right? I had no clue. There's just one company and it is Park, Ohio. P-K-O-H. P is in Paul. K is in Kathy. O-H is in Harry is the ticker. Founded in 1907 and they describe themselves as industrial supply chain logistics and manufacturing business with three segments. They employ 7,000 people worldwide they beat last quarter, and year-to-date, the shares are still down 15.6%, but over the last month, they've soared on that earnings beat, I'm assuming, up 84% in the last month. So they were really beaten down and now have reversed course quickly. They are a small cap, though, so those are volatile. Uh, market cap of just $224 million, dividend yielding 3.1%. So that's kind of impressive. So that's who's at the top of the industries. But that doesn't really give us the whole picture, right? Because there's just one company. Um, so I moved down a bit into oil and gas. But it, the area that's on there is oil and gas integrated and Canadian. That was a number two, two out of 252 industries is oil and gas integrated Canadian. Now, there's various oil and gas differences in the industries. So this is not the explorers up in Canada. It's the bigger integrated. There's four companies. Three are number ones and one is number two. And these, just so you know and have an idea what's in here, Synovus Energy, CVE, Imperial Oil, IMO is the ticker, Suncor, ticker SU, those are the number ones. And then Gibson Energy is the number two, and it is G, B as in boy, N, X, F as in Frank. So that's a longer one, G, B, N, X, F. <laughs> so not surprised to find oil and natural gas all around the top here. And um, I had to scroll down a bit to find oil and gas, the EMPs in the United States, because that's a separate industry on there. That's in the top 7%. So that's 18th out of, out of the 252. Year to date, those shares up 67.1%. Oh, I forgot to mention the Canadian 
integrateds are up 78.7% year to date. Um, but these, the EMPs up 67.1%. There's 41 stocks in that industry. It is quite large. There's 16 number ones, number twos, 15 number threes. And you might be surprised to see who's in the number threes. A lot of the premier names, as I would call them, are in the number threes. But you shouldn't be surprised because as I'm doing this podcast, we're getting closer to the next earnings season. So a lot of them reported a couple months ago, the estimates get a little bit older by that point, uh, especially if no, there's been no changes. And so the rank tends to move down a bit on some of those bigger companies like a Diamondback, an EOG, a Pioneer. They have a lot of analyst coverage, but nobody's really doing many changes right now. We're all kind of waiting for the next earnings season. Um, although some may be starting to uh, change some of these oil and gas with gas and well, with oil and natural gas prices so elevated throughout the entire quarter. So again, this might be another example of the analyst kind of being behind based on the commodity price, but we will see what happens with that. There is one Zach's number five, a strong sell on this list. I was surprised. Evolution Petroleum, ticker EPM. It has only a 247 million market cap and there's just one analyst covering it. So why is it a Zach's number five? is because that one analyst lowered for the full year 60 days ago. And that's how it got the number five. But otherwise, year to date, the shares are up 45% on evolution. It is a stock under $10, trading at seven, just around $7. Pays a dividend yielding 5.6% right now. It was 10 cents last quarter. And um, again, only the one analyst. So, that's why they have the number five ranking. There's no number fours. Everybody else is much more elevated. That's how you're getting a top 7% on the industry rank with a industry that's this large with 41 stocks in it. Um, also remember on evolution that, um, you know, the small caps again with the analysts, there's just not going to be as much coverage on them. So they do tend to be more volatile on the rank. And I expect that to be changing on even evolution as we go forward here. And uh, they, these companies start reporting again. Evolution drills in the Williston Basin, I believe. Um, but it's a small cap. So got to do your homework on any company, but especially these smaller caps that are lightly covered. Uh, so this just skims the surface. I, I just started looking at the industry rank and I got all these stock ideas like immediately. And so you can see where it takes you if you start looking at what industries and you're you're diving down past the sector into where are the hottest areas and where are the analysts all raising estimates. I think nobody would be surprised to see the fertilizers are also high up on the list. I didn't deep deep dive into those, but um, the, I did see them mentioned on there. A bunch of the energy obviously is on there and I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, some of the banks start to appear on there. There's several different industries for the bank. There's like the large banks, there's the community ones, you know, there's like the investment banks. There's like a several different ones on those as well. So make sure you are looking at the right category that you want to be looking at. 
Um, but it can tell you a lot about where those uh, companies in that particular industry are going, who has the momentum, and where you might want to be looking to try to find some hidden gems here in 2022 in this very difficult market to do the short-term trading or even to find anything that has momentum. Um, because I know I'm having trouble finding it in all of my portfolios here at Zacks, but the Zacks rank can uh, give you a little bit of an edge. Again, that's why the institutional investors like to use the rising earnings estimates because at least something good is going on if all the analysts are raising on a certain company for whatever reason. Um, and vice versa, maybe something not so good if they're all cutting at the same time. So again, remember the Zacks rank is the short term one to three months. You can use it to find long-term investing ideas because I certainly do, but the rank will change daily and it will change you know, quarterly as those earnings reports come in and those estimates are revised. So it's not quite as good of an indicator you know, for a longer term portfolio holding as it is for the short term uh, momentum type trade. So let me recap the stock tickers I talked about. Um, there were a lot of them in this one. So Target, of course, TGT is a number three, but its retail discount stores industry is in the bottom 21% now. And so you want to stay in the top 50% because our back testing has shown that those are the ones that outperform. So keep that in mind, target TGT. Then we had the convenience stores. They're way up there. Travel Centers of America, TA, Casey's General Stores, C-A-S-Y. Then for some reason, this uh, computer hardware company is in there. Uh, PC Connection, C-N-X-N. Then we had the auto retailers. They're way up there too. Uh, Carmart of America, CRMT, and AutoNation, AN, both Zach's number one ranks and driving that industry higher. Um, also, then we had the interesting, you know, number one that's up there on the, what did I say it was? Metals. I have to look. Got to go through my pages here. Metal Products Fastener. I'm not quite sure um, if that's like, totally correct or what, but either way it's in there and it's Park, Ohio, P-K-O-H up 84% in the last month. And then we had the energy side. So Canadian integrateds are the highest on the industry rank. And we had, um, let me get those names too, Synovus, C-V-E, C as in cat, V as in Victor, E as in energy, Imperial Oil, I- M as in Mary O, Suncor Energy, S-U, and then Gibson Energy, G-B, N as in Nancy, X, F as in Frank. Those are the Canadian ones. And then um, I mentioned Evolution Petroleum because it's the only number five out of the EMPs. Everyone else is a one, two, a three in the U.S. EMPs, but that's ranked way up there, number 18 out of 252 industries right now and in the top 7%. And so you might want to check out that list once you see who has the earnings uh, estimate revision momentum, who is raising a lot of 
raises are going to happen in the commodities area as those commodity prices remain elevated. So that is a lot of who's at the top of the list, but not everyone, because I don't think many people would have guessed the auto retailers are still hanging out up there, even though everyone thinks that it's peak buying, but the companies keep surprising and they keep posting record earnings. Um, some of the auto retailers I follow posted records in the first quarter again. So that's a surprise. And that's what looking at the industry rank can get you because you may know the bigger story. Yeah, sure, energy is doing well. Not surprising that's up there. But did you know the auto retailers were too? Well, now you do. And there's also you know, some other hidden gems in there. I don't think we knew that that fastener company would be up there either. Um, so yeah, it's a good thing to go and take a look at. You do need Zach's premium to see it, but the premium gets you everything um, in, in terms of the good screens at, in the predetermined screener that I use a lot. And it gives you access to everything on the Zach's rank side. And there's really good info in there. So check that out or just listen to these podcasts because I will bring you the behind the scenes uh, for free. You don't have to be a uh, paying person to get all my podcasts. You can get them on Apple Podcasts. You can get them on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music and we're on SoundCloud, but be sure to get them somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more intriguing stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.